What's up, everybody? My name is Brady Morgan, and I am the host of the Budget Trek Podcast. Before we get into the show, I want to talk about our sponsor. SocialX is a community of entrepreneurs working together to make a positive impact on the world, scale their businesses, make more money, and build their networks with like-minded individuals. They have weekly mastermind calls featuring top business leaders, online courses, and amazing entrepreneur events all over the country, which teach entrepreneurs how to go from zero to six figures. If you're interested in learning more about SocialX, go to socialxevents.com and tell them you came from the Budget Trek podcast. Now, on to the show. Today, we have a very special interview. He is the co-founder of Orca Capital. He is the owner of a very exclusive group called the Credit Mastery Group. The man, the myth, the legend, Jeff Seconder. How's it going, man? I'm doing awesome, man. How are you doing? Pretty good. So, you know, I just basically read your bio off Instagram. So, kind of tell us your story beyond that. Who is Jeff Seconder? Yeah, man. So I'm just super, super passionate about helping people become financially independent because I, you know, I worked in the banking world for three, about three years. Um, and I realized that just so many people uh, are doing shit that they don't enjoy doing because of one thing, money. And I was like, okay, how, first of all, how can I get myself out of here? And then how can I help other people get out of there so they can start doing what they want with their time? Because work is 60% of our lives, just about. And it's like just super, super large portion of our lives. I'm like, you know, people need to be enjoying what they're doing. So that's what I really am like dedicating my life to. That's what I do with my coaching. That's what all my products that I sell, that's what all my businesses revolve around is, is that entire concept. So I would say, I mean, that's a great way to d- describe me is just helping people become financially independent. That's awesome. And that resonates with me a lot. Like we were talking about before this, I'm in the corporate world and I don't necessarily love my job, but I'm in a position I am now where I kind of have to have it. My wife just finished school, but with this podcast, I'm working on scaling it pretty largely and hopefully going to focus on this full time soon. But that's another story for another day. Guys, for those of you who don't know, this podcast is centered around financial freedom As I prefaced in previous episodes, me and my wife are on a long journey to get out of debt. And that's just stupid debt that we've accumulated over the years. And we want to get out of it. And we want to focus on reaching our own version of financial freedom. And along that journey, I want to educate on my personal experiences. But I want to also want to educate on interviews with people like Jeff. Like Jeff just said, he's really passionate about helping people reach their own version of financial freedom and gain that financial independence. And he's going to tell a very good story about that today. But before we dive into that, Jeff, I always begin the interviews with this one question. What is the dumbest thing you've ever spent money on? I mean, I spent, I mean, spent seven grand, $7,700 uh, on a Cartier bracelet. It's a white gold bracelet. supposed to drop at FedEx. I wasn't at the door, I guess. So I now have to go to a FedEx store. So that's pretty dumb. That's pretty dumb. Because <laughs> um, it doesn't do anything for me. I mean, it, actually, it does help with my brand for sure. Because I'm always, you know, I'm always on videos. I'm on like podcasts like this and I'm at events and I'm starting to become like around really high net worth individuals because I'm moving into the hedge fund space, like you mentioned earlier. Um, so, I mean, it can help, but there's no direct ROI. So I would say that's probably the dumbest thing, the dumbest and most expensive thing that I've bought, uh, recently. Cause I, I really don't buy like super expensive jewelry and stuff. This is probably the most expensive thing I've bought jewelry wise. <laughs> That's funny, man. Did you just buy that today? Uh, I bought it. I, I was flying back from, um, 
where was I from Ohio? Uh, like yesterday, actually. So I bought it yesterday and they, they, uh, express shipped it here. <laughs> That's so, funny, man. yeah. Yesterday. You haven't had a purchase quite that big, not even really near that, but I've made some dumb purchases myself. So uh, that's funny, man. So let's go ahead and dive into this. So obviously at, on social media, we see you've attained this massive level of success and it's pretty apparent. We know you're in several different avenues of business, but I want to dive into your journey before that, your journey to get where you are today. So we all know business is not easy and it's not guaranteed. And the money is a little bit harder to make, but what you sacrifice with doing that is you love what you do and it makes it all the better. So how do the management of your own personal finances in the beginnings of this journey affect where you are today? I mean, everything, because I, I had a, I mean, like you, I had a, I had, it was $82,000 in debt. So I was in a, and I was just not making well at all. I mean, I was running businesses, but I was not managing my money well. And it was funny because I was studying finance and, you know, I was in school for finance and like, we didn't learn anything about personal finance. Right. Like, it's so funny. Like you go to college and like, they don't even tell, they don't even tell you how to manage your debt, how to do taxes, how to, how to manage your credit score, um, how to make sure you're not paying 25% interest. Um, like so many important things about finance and like if you look at it everything that we learn in school the reason why we're in school is so we can provide for our families and we provide from to our families with money because money buys everything that we, we pretty much need for you know to live right and they don't teach us money in school they teach us like concepts and they don't even teach us principles they teach us concepts and like corporate finance and like it's and it was mind-blowing so I, I mean, yeah, how I manage me, I, I mean, I, I've been an entrepreneur really since I was really young. I, I didn't, I was always uh, getting after the money somehow. I was cleaning my parents' baseboards for 25 cents when I was like six years old. Um, you know, I did all the lemonade stands, baseball cards. I ran a landscaping company. I did uh, e-commerce where I buy wholesale shoes in college. I drive like two and a half hours and go buy a bunch of shoes at outlet malls and then resell them on Amazon. Uh, I made a relationship with Patagonia where I, uh, you know, sold products online as well with them. Um, so I was always doing stuff to get after the money. And, uh, but the thing was I, I wasn't managing my money well. And I was also taking too much risk with those businesses. I started having to buy inventory, like I said, with the e-commerce businesses that I was running. And I was doing that through my personal credit. Um, we went through the, you know, Christmas and then, uh, you know, we went through Thanksgiving and then Christmas and, I mean, sales were amazing. And then I just took on too much um, and ended up just really ruining uh, my personal credit. And then uh, that's, that's kind of how I started repairing my own credit. And then uh, I, once I got great credit, this is now I'm in JP Morgan, you know, working for the bank. Uh, I had a, like a 524 credit score. I was trying to get an apartment and a car and I'm like, shit, I can't do anything. Um, so I repaired my credit and then I realized like, wow, there's all these cool things you can do with credit. And now that's what I teach people. I teach people how to leverage credit to get out of their job, which is what I did, you know, myself. Cause I didn't have, I was, like I said, I was in a lot of debt and stuff. So it's shaped, I mean, yeah, how I think that uh, the greatest businesses ever are always going to come from people that have gone, seen problems in their lives and 
and developed a solution and then packaged that their solution into a product or a service because they really care about it. They really know it. And that's, that, that's what I did. And that's what I always, that's even with my consulting. That's what I recommend people doing is like, what's, what problem have you gone through and how can you help others solve that problem? Cause they will pay you money for a solution. So yeah, man, I, I mean, my, my finance, my whole financial career has completely shaped what I, what I do now. Right. So you touched on something, your credit business. And I know that's something that's huge. And if you follow Jeff on social media, guys, he's always posting stuff about this. I know you post uh, on your store where people can ask you questions. You're always answering questions, being very helpful. So kind of dive in more into that. I know there's probably a lot to it, but kind of give a 30,000 foot view of what this credit business exactly is that you run. Yeah. So uh, when it started, really, I kind of focused on the travel aspect. Um, but then I realized like, that's because I mean, that's kind of like the sexy side, like, oh, we can travel for free and do all these hacks and stuff. But um, now my whole brand have really like, uh, you know, I have a course, I have that group on Instagram that you mentioned at the beginning of this podcast. And I have a high ticket consulting program. I have like 80 people I coach right now. Um, that revolves all around leveraging unsecured 0% interest or very low interest to create income or scale a business. So we, we use good debt. We don't use bad debt. I used to pay 25% interest on my debt because I was paying the minimum payment on credit cards. Um, if you do that with a $10,000 credit card, you're going to pay more than $50,000 in interest. And that's why you're going to continue living paycheck to paycheck because you're paying 50K in interest over a 20-year period on $10,000 that you borrowed. Right. So um, what I teach people is I teach people how to take zero risk by leveraging other people's money because it's, it's unsecured lending and there are certain uh, rules within credit that we could you know, possibly go in. Um, and then with, I teach them how to do it at a very low interest rate. So we leverage um, everything on the business side. We do business lines of credit and we do business credit cards and we do something called strategic 0% financing where we will stay at 0% uh, to, to invest in income streams or to invest in our businesses for a minimum of three to five years. You can actually do it uh, pretty much for a lifetime. Uh, you can stay at super low interest rates. So at, at mostly at 0%. So that's what I teach. I teach people just how to leverage other people's money to, uh, to return them new income streams and scale businesses. Yeah. That's interesting, man. And I know there's probably several other aspects of that business, but we have a lot to cover and I wanted to cover your hedge fund Orca Capital that you co-founded. And I noticed that it just launched this month. So kind of give us another 30,000 foot view of what that company is. Yeah, so I've uh, always wanted to manage money. And that's why I went to go work for the biggest bank in the United States in private wealth management. Because I'm like, all right, man, I'm like, here's my chance. I passed my series seven, my 66. Now I'm going to go build a book of business. I'm going to, you know, manage a couple hundred million dollars. This will be pretty cool. And I got there. I'm like, okay, the fees are shrinking. Uh, the advisors are only making like three, 400,000. I'm like, that's not where I want to be at at all. And I want to travel. I want to be doing what I want. And they technically own the book of business too. So I'm like, why am I building a book of business for someone else when I could be doing it for myself? So um, I've always wanted to do this. I've always wanted to manage money. And that's what I'm doing now. I have, I actually started the fund with a, uh, a guy that I know from my hometown. I've known for over a decade now. And I've seen him trade. So he does all the operations of it. He's actually up in LA. So he's just like 
you know, an hour and a half, two hours north of me. And he's, he's grown. I mean, he, he's made a lot of money uh, <laughs> trading, trading options, trading stocks, and then trading cryptocurrency. So we've kept up uh, actively about trading for the past like three years. And I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm going to be starting a fund. Um, you know, would you be interested? And we talked for a little bit and we're like, yeah, so, uh, we're 50, 50 partners. And the fund is, uh, is focused on digital assets. So cryptocurrency, that's our main focus. And then he also does options trading. Um, so he, he, he pretty much swing trades, uh, cryptocurrency and, uh, we manage over a million dollars right now just for me and him. Uh, yeah, like you said, we, all of our legal papers just got finalized. Uh, we're getting like our bank accounts set up and yeah, at the end of this month, we'll start taking uh, outside money. That's awesome, man. So it seems like you've got your foot in several different doors to provide you with several different income streams. Oh yeah. Yep. I mean, I just look at the, the wealthiest people on the, on the planet and I'm just like, wow, you know, Warren Buffett has almost a hundred income streams now. I think he's yeah. like, at like 98 or something. So I'm like, I gotta get, I gotta get my shit up. And I don't, I, you know, I have, I'm working with like consumers and small business owners. And now like my consulting is starting to go to a higher level, but then I'm like, okay, even if I'm working with people that have like, you know, multi-million dollar businesses, there's only so much money I'm going to make from consulting. And I'm trying to get to like hundreds of millions of dollars, like even billions of dollars, uh, which our fund will manage at least 2 billion uh, in 10 years. So I'm like, what, what can I do to actually get like, what are the wealthiest people in the world doing? And they are, uh, they're managing money out of super high level. So I'm like, I gotta, I gotta make that leap. Um, and that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing with this business. Yeah. That's awesome, man. And that's really interesting. Cause like you said, you know, the richest people in the world have several different income streams. And honestly, like when you work the corporate world, when you work and you have that one salary, I mean, that's it. And if you're yeah. depending solely on that to get where you want to get, it's, it just doesn't happen. So no. it's awesome, man. So I want to switch gears here and this is where the conversation is going to get a little deep. So obviously this conversation is about financial freedom and this podcast is solely pertaining to the average individual. So the average person, cause everybody starts their journey with struggles in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And even if you don't want to talk about those struggles, you still had them. And obviously, like in your journey, you're at a very massive level of success, like I said before, but it's not as easy as it looks on social media. You know, social media portrays this persona that everything's perfect 100% of the time. I'm not saying you do that, but a lot of people do that. So tell me about the worst financial situation you've ever been in, the emotions, what happened, how did you get there, and how did you get yourself out of that? Yeah. I mean, when I was in my job, I was still uh, like, when I was quitting my job, I was still 82 K in debt. So I, what I did was I was like, I found someone that I really vibed with, which was Justin. And, um, I met him, you know, just through social media. Cause we were posting a lot. We started personal branding and, uh, I was like, you know what, I gotta, I gotta change something. I'm not happy with where I'm at. I'm not going in the right direction at all. And I know I want to do something differently. So I ended up quitting my job when I was 82K in debt. So my income decreased because I declared my outside business activity to my, my bank. And they said that I could not run the business. So I was like, okay, am I going to, am I going to, and they also went through my whole Instagram and said like, oh, yo, you can't talk about finance because, you know, this could be construed as investment advice. And 
I'm like, yeah, I completely understand, but like, you know, what the hell am I going to do? Just live my life for this company. So, um, I just, I just literally made that decision that day when they told me all that, that I was like, I'm just done. So I went in and quit the following Monday. They told me that on a Friday. And, uh, so I decreased my income and then I moved downtown in with Justin, uh, from my dad's house. So my, my expenses went up, my income went down and I was still 82 K in debt. So that was, and we, you know, we started a marketing business together. Um, that's how we like paid rent the first like two, two months. And then I launched, like I did all my shit with credit. You know, I like figured out how to not be paying 25% interest anymore, how to pay 0% interest. Uh, I figured out how to clean up all my payment history. I figured out how to travel for free. And then I was like, you know what? I'm, that's so, so valuable. I just saved myself so much money. Um, I'm going to teach people how to do that. So I launched a course. I made 5K. Then the next month I made like 15K. Then it was like 25K. And now it's like over 200. So um, it's just just blown up. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was pretty tough, man. It was, it was, it was kind of... You know, everyone, all my family, all, you know, all my friends that I said, yo, I'm like quitting on Monday. They're like, what are you going to do for money? Like, that's so dumb. You're like, you're not going to be able to get a job again if you just quit. And like, you know, all that, all that, you need more money. You need more time. You need more experience. You can't do consulting because you don't have enough experience. All that, all that stuff. Um, you know, I just said, screw it. I'm doing it. I know, I, f I know in my gut that I should do it. That's one of the biggest things that I talk about is just trusting your gut. Um, but yeah, that was pretty, that's pretty scary, honestly. But you know, uh, when you get out of your comfort zone, good shit happens. Yeah. I mean, they always say you got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And it's interesting yeah. you say that too. Cause, so I'm part of the social X mastermind, which I know you've done a call with them before. And recently we had someone by the name of Charles Clark speaking to us. And he was like, once the sixth fastest man in the world, the next it athlete was going to be signed by Nike and all that. But uh, he had a debilitating injury that ended his career. But he, so he talks about that and like the mindset of getting out of that hole. And something he says is, you have to go for the vision that no one else sees. Mm -hmm. So with you, you quit your job. I mean, JP Morgan, that's a very prestigious job. Mm -hmm. When someone says they work there, you're like, oh, wow. I mean, you got it made, right? But yeah. you quit that job to follow your passions and you had that vision that no one else saw. It's just a very commendable thing in today's age because the generation above us, like our parents, they don't see that. They're all about playing it safe. Would you yeah. agree with that? Yeah. And just family and friends, like they're, they're always going to recommend the safe route because they don't want to see you struggle. But at the same time, like if you want to do exceptional things, you have to take risk. So there's no way around it. And I, I mean, dude, that's, that's, that's probably the thing. I'm more passionate about trusting your gut than financial independence hundred percent. Like that's something I would love to just, if I could, if I could have everyone in the world trust their gut or just impact one person a day with that, that concept, because it's so important. So many people live their entire lives based on what other people value. And like, you know, people always project their values onto you. And a lot of people live their entire lives that way, which is really unfortunate. So yeah, man, I, I hundred percent agree with that. And I think there's a quote that's like, in order to do the impossible, you have to be able to see the invisible, which is like, I was seeing, you know, I, I'm getting a little bit of chills right now, just from like thinking about it, you know, like I was like, 
always I was would watch Gary V like YouTube videos and just Tim talking about building a business and I always knew that I wanted to do something really big in business and I was like why like my my actions were not match mapping towards my ambitions and I was super pissed at myself I was literally sitting at my desk at, at Chase just like what the I was laughing at myself because I'm like what the what the hell am I doing right now yeah like nothing even makes sense a hundred percent agree. That's something I'll preach till the day I die. For sure. And they, I think they call that dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. And they say that is the single most, it, it destroys your ambitions the most out of anything. Cause you're mm-hmm. so scared about what someone else thinks about you that you're not going to chase your passions. And another thing Charles Clark brought up in the social X call is you have the ability to create something no one has seen before. But that's such a large mindset. And I think too many people lack that mindset and they're stuck in their small way of thinking. And it just takes trust in your gut to get outside of that mindset and do something bigger than yourself, you know? Yep. 100%. Yeah. And I, another thing, there's a term in uh, psychology, it's, it's called cognitive dissonance. And it pretty much just means that like your reality is not playing out uh, the way that you see it in your head. And and uh, that was a big problem for me because my reality was not like, dude, I knew since I was little that like I, I want to do some like different stuff. You know what I'm saying? I want to be really unorthodox. I want to do really like exceptional things. And I got to where I it was 25 years old and I was just, you know, pretty much just living an average life. I felt like, right. which was not okay. And that just caused, you know, a lot of issues health wise uh, with me. So that's, uh, you know, something that, I'm really, really aware of now. It's just like, am I truly doing this for me? Are my actions, is this actually what I want to do? Right. And are my actions mapping towards what I want, what the end goal game is like with my life? And now they are, and now I'm the healthiest. I'm making way more money than I ever thought I would be making at this age. Uh, I have awesome relationships, great friends. Uh, My relationships with my family is even better now. Uh, like literally everything, I mean, life is better. So that's why I think I'm so passionate about, you know, just trusting yourself. You know, it's crazy when you start following your passions and you take a look in the mirror and you stop going through the motions and you are so much happier. It's crazy. Like, you know, like I said, I had a corporate level job. I have a second job serving on the side and yeah, like I have to do that right now for me and my wife, for my family. I want to provide for them. When I started doing this podcast, and I started interviewing people like you and doing something I'm actually passionate about, man, I wake up in the morning so much happier. I'm ready to kill the day. And it changes your entire outlook on life. And you, you, you begin to think like, why was I put on this earth? What difference am I supposed to make? And then when you feel like you're going in that direction, it's so sweet, man. And it feels like you're in the same bucket right now. Yeah. Exactly, man. And, and at the end of the day, happiness is all that matters. I talk about money a lot. But the reason why I talk about money is because money is value. And the more money that I make, the more value I'm providing other people. So if I can be helping a lot of people, that's what makes me happy. So right. like the amount of money that I make is just like really just a symptom of how many people I'm helping which is like, so I'm just like constantly like, I need to make more money because I'm helping more people, which I am. I can, I literally see them every single day. Um, the people that I'm helping. So 
Yeah, hundred percent. It's, I mean, happiness is all that matters and that's, and I mean, doing what you value in life is what's going to bring happiness. That's it. Right. And I don't necessarily think money equals happiness. And I think money, the happiness money brings is the opportunities it creates. It gives you so many other routes to take rather than just, like we said, going through the motions, the, I mean, in Tennessee, the $50,000 a year salary. And it's like money creates so many different routes of change and impact that you can make. And it's up to you to figure out how to do that. It's not going to come to you. It's not easy. Like we said before, business is not easy. So I want to kind of switch gears here. So you mentioned before, you know, you've gotten your income up to about 200 K a month. And obviously your level of financial freedom is different than my level of financial freedom. And this is kind of contradictory to the whole podcast, but I don't really think you ever reach financial freedom because I think financial freedom goes hand in hand with your goals with money. And I think once you start to get close to the goal you've set for yourself with money, that goal escalates to a completely different level. So you never really attain it. You're always just chasing up and up and up. So with your level of income now, with your success, with where, what you're in with business, what does financial freedom mean to you right now? And how do you predict that changing over time? What I teach is, uh, first of all, what I teach in my program is there's two stages to financial independence. Um, the first stage is being independent of anyone or anything for your income. So not relying on an employer or a family member or anyone for your, for your income. The second stage is like true financial independence. And that's when your passive income exceeds your expenses. So if you have, you know, 50, you know, let's say you have $49,000 in expenses for, you know, your rent, your car, your food, clothing, all the living expenses. You get a million dollars and you put that into, you put a million dollars into a dividend returning stock that gives you 5% a year. That's $50,000 dividend income and that pays for your expenses. So that's what, uh, that's what I believe true financial independence is, is when your passive income exceeds your expenses. But, um, I, uh, I, my expenses are definitely increasing, um, as my income increases. Uh, and, and my goals are, I'm always stretching my goals. So I'm not, it's not like I'll ever, I don't think I'll never reach a point where I'm just like, Oh yeah, I'm satisfied with where I'm at. I think it's really important to have uh, lifetime goals that, you know, you probably won't ever hit, but that just continue to stretch you. Um, I think that's really, really important to always have something that you're chasing. Um, because I really believe like with happiness, I think there's like three parts to it, which is like letting go of what's gone, being grateful for what you have and having something to look forward to. And if you always have a lifetime goal, you're always going to have something to look forward to. So that's, you know, I, th- I think it, it absolutely, ex- my financial goals will never hundred percent be hit ever. hundred percent, man. And Grant Cardone says, when you start to 10 X your goals, your actions, begin to 10 X as well. So what he says is like, when you hit goals that are actually realistic, like I want to make $10 in the next week, which that's a very low goal, but it's like, okay, I can hit that. I'm not going to work hard to make that money. If you're like, Hey, I want to make a million dollars in a month. I mean, that's a pretty lofty goal and you got to work your ass off to make that. So it's almost like your mindset with your goals goes hand in hand with how much work you actually put in. 
Yeah, 100%, man. That's my uh, that's my background, actually. I don't know if you can... I think I have too many messages on here, but it says I have a picture down here that says a million dollars a month. <laughs> Is that your goal? <laughs> on my phone, yeah, yeah. I, I mentioned before this, I had interviewed your roommates, and I had asked Justin what the 500k hard was so is that 500k a month is that 500k a year obviously 500k a year for you is probably already been hit so what does that mean to you i mean is that just like a ter- overarching term or is 500k your monthly goal right now um we are seeing so you know what 75 hard is yeah andy priscilla yeah yeah so we're doing 75 hard until we make $500,000, which I believe it'll take 45 days. But we, so yeah, I'm trying to get that in a month for sure. Whether that'll happen or not, we'll see. But I'm just trying to do it as quick as possible. And I'm, it's kind of like a competition between us, um, which is good. It's a super friendly competition. Right. Um, but it's like just something fun that we can go after that can be super clean. Uh, we're working out twice a day. You know, we take cold showers, we, we read, we meditate, um, and we're doing all that until we make 500K. And we don't drink or do, you know, drugs or anything um, until we make $500,000. So, yeah, that's, I mean, I, I, yeah, that, I think uh, I'm hoping that it'll be in a month. Uh, I mean, September's going pretty well so far, but uh, I, I think, I, realistically, I think it'll be probably 45 days probably. Yeah. That's awesome, man. And that's like what we just said. You got to stretch your goals because when you stretch your goals, you stretch your actions and they go hand in hand. And you have that big mindset. And like we've been talking about pretty much this whole episode, mindset's everything. And when you have that mindset of like why you're doing what you're doing and you're stretching yourself and you're getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you are capable of incredible things. But until you do that, you have no clue. Yeah. I think everybody is put on this earth to make a massive impact in one way or another. but it's up to you to find that path. It's not up for that path to find you. And it seems like you've been a really good testament of that, of, of chasing what you believe in and finding your influence and your impact in this world, which like I said before, is very commendable. So Jeff, we're going to go ahead and start wrapping up and I always like to end my podcast episodes with asking for advice for the listeners. So like I prefaced before, this podcast is about financial freedom and everybody's journey to get there, whether they've already started, whether they're close to it, whatever. For someone that's in your shoes when you just started out, Jeff, when you just started this whole journey with business, what would be your number one piece of advice for them to get on the right path to achieving their own version of financial freedom? Um, well, I guess it would depend on, you know, when you say their own version of financial freedom, it would really depend on what they mean by that. But just from a, uh, you know, from a financial standpoint, I mean, the first thing to do is to always limit your expenses. So what I teach in my consulting is like this thing called the wealth funnel. Um, and what we do is like, we, I show them this visual of a funnel and then there's a little, uh, you know, hole coming out of the funnel and that's for your monthly expenses. So that's the first thing you need to do is tighten down your monthly expenses. I use personal capital and I use an app called Truebill to, to cut down my recurring expenses. So lower your expenses, move all your debt over to 0% business credit cards, stop paying interest and move it over to 0% business credit cards and then create new income streams and feed all of that money back into the funnel and just keep feeding it. And that's how you build compound interest and that's how you become hella wealthy and actually hit financial independence. 
Um, so that's the secret sauce right there. That would be my biggest recommendation financially. And then, I mean, just on a personal level, like we discussed, I just want to reinforce it. Um, you need to trust your gut and your instincts a hundred percent of the time because no one knows you like, you know, you, you, you are the only one that knows what you're capable of. And honestly, you probably don't know what you're capable of. So many people have uh, a way, way higher potential than what they are doing with their lives. Right. Wait, we under, we vastly underestimate ourselves. And I've seen this with myself, right? When I started setting bigger goals for myself, I started exceeding those goals in, in a quicker time frame than I even thought, which is insane. And the funny thing is, is I shared those goals like on social media and with people and people laughed at me. And now I'm actually exceeding those goals in a quicker time frame. So I am so, you know, people, people try to, the only reason that they'll laugh is because they can't comprehend them doing that themselves. So I, uh, you know, I'm just so, so adamant on you trying yourself doing what you really value and just setting massive goals. Cause I mean, I'm telling you it'll pay off and, and it'll only pay off with consistent work. So one, one other thing I teach in my consulting is like setting, you know, successful goals. And there, there's really like three things you need for a to hit a goal. And that's, you need to have, so first of all, you set a, a big long-term goal, okay? And then uh, you need to have a deadline on that. So when are you gonna hit it by? Then you need to actually plan it out. So like chunk down your goal into actionable steps. And then you just need consistent action. And that's exactly what we did when we moved into our place, me and Justin downtown was like, we set a big goal for our, you know, our revenue numbers, how many clients we wanted. Um, we set a deadline. We're like, all right, we're gonna do this in 90 days. And then we just took consistent action. We made sacrifices. We did not go out on weekends. We did not watch Netflix. We did not do any wasteful activities. We focused on our business and our brands. And now we are where we're at. So um, would be my biggest recommendation. Yeah, so you, you had three key points there. Guys, cut down your expenses. That's huge. And that's financially speaking. But personally speaking, you've got to trust your gut. Me and Jeff talked about that the entire episode. Basically, that trust in your gut is key. And it's going to get you to where you want to be. But another key is also consistency because you can trust your gut all day long and you can put in the work. But if that work is inconsistent, it's not going to pay off. It's not going to come into fruition. So if you focus on those three things, which I'll put that in the show notes, then that could lead to great amounts of wealth. Jeff, thanks for your time, man. This has been really insightful, really good. And I wish you all the best. And I hope you hit $500,000 and less than 45 days. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm going to beat Revy. So whatever he said on your podcast, I'm absolutely going to crush him. There you go, man. Appreciate it, buddy. <laughs> Thanks so much, Brady. Thanks for listening, guys. I post episodes every Monday and Thursday, and those are available on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, or any other major podcasting platform. So listen to us there. Give us a follow on social media, Facebook and Instagram, and let us know what you thought of the episode. We'll catch you next time.